Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you know that God is holistic in his approach to us? He cares about every part of us. Can I have an amen? He is not only interested in our spirit, but also our soul and our body. He's interested in our relationships, our families. Amen. He's interested in our finances. As pastor said, he wants to bless us. And he will bless us as much as he can. Amen. But some of it depends on us. Amen. Some of it depends on us and the choices that we make. And so um, this verse, I thought, would be kind of the key point just to jump off on today, talking about healthy lifestyles, because it deals with the area of the spirit, soul, and body. And he said, the very God of peace, the very God of peace. You know, God is a God of peace. Um, That word peace there, one of the meanings is to set at one again, or to bring together. You know, in other words, he's the God of peace. He brings peace. Peace to us in every single area of our lives. He said, the very God of peace. You know, he puts things together. He's a God of reconciliation and healing. And he said, the very God of peace, sanctify you holy. Sanctify means to make holy. So really there he's saying, to make you holy, holy. Holy with a W, holy with an H. Holy, holy. Amen. Like, holy, 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 Lord, but holy with an H, but first, holy with a W. He wants to make you holy, holy, completely holy. Can I have an amen? Amen. So God's interested in doing a work in every single area of your life. And so Paul here to the church at Thessalonica, I'm praying that God would make you holy, holy. And I pray that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, until the Lord comes back, he's going to be working on every area of your life. Can I have an amen? So he said, first of all, your spirit. Your spirit. That's the most, number one most important thing, that your spirit would be made right with God. And that's what happens in the new birth. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, he says, And you has he quickened who were dead in your trespasses and sins. Before we come to Jesus, we are dead. Amen. Now, we might walk and talk and make money and tell jokes, and we might be the life of the party, so to speak. Amen. But spiritually, we're dead because we're out of contact with the living God. See, we were created to be in fellowship with God. God created mankind to be in fellowship with him. He lived in fellowship with them in the garden until they sinned. And that way they were separated from God. But when we come to the Lord, our spirit is reunited with God and we become a new creature. And uh, 1 Corinthians six seventeen, I believe it is, says, uh, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So something miraculous happens when a person receives Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They are united to God. God comes into their life. And that's why Jesus said, you must be born again. And so we need to understand that. That is so crucial that we understand. Because see, we are separated from God by our sins. It says, all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Every one of us have that problem. It stems back to Adam. You know that by one man sin entered into the human race and death by sin. Sin came upon all of us because we are descendants of Adam. But God in his mercy sent Jesus to reconcile us to God. And Jesus came. He was born of a virgin because he was not like the rest of us. He was God in the flesh. 
and he lived a sinless life, and he taught us right from wrong, you know, and he did miracles. But then he did that great act. He went to the cross of Calvary, and he died for our sins. He paid the penalty for our sins so that we could be reconciled to God. And they buried him, and he was in the grave, and he was dead, 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 three days. But on the third day, he was raised from the dead. And he said, because I live, you live also. Hallelujah. We can have life in the Spirit. In the Spirit. The Spirit is our inner core, inner being. The Spirit is the part of us that connects with the living God. Jesus said, they that worship the Father, worship Him in spirit and in truth. We must have that spiritual connection. That is, the, that is the most important thing. And I want to emphasize that today because we're going to be talking some about the body and different things. But the most important thing and the most crucial thing is that we take care of this spiritual thing. Amen. Amen. That we're right with God. That we have this gift of righteousness that comes through knowing Him. That we have the forgiveness of sins. That we have a union with God in our heart that God has come into our heart and lives. See, because you can, you can do a lot of things. I mean, you can have a good education. You can be good looking. You can have a lot of money. You can help humanity. I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't born again that are helping humanity. And that's, that's God. God is doing that through them. And yet, you must be born again. You understand what I'm saying? It's not an external thing. We're not saved by our works. We're saved by forgiveness through Jesus Christ. We're saved by his grace, by what Jesus did on that cross. That is so central and that is so crucial. And so I just, I want to talk about that first and mention that, that the spiritual is the most important thing. And if you're here today and you don't have that union with God, you know, before we go today, you can have that. You can receive him in your heart and you can be changed. You know, I heard a story one time, and sometimes stories stick with you because they're, they're significant in the, in the teaching that's in them. But a minister was talking about, in a church that he pastored, that uh, there was an older gentleman in that church. And this man was, lived uh, what we would call a clean life, a good life. And, I mean, he didn't cuss or swear. He would never cheat anybody. I mean, he lived an exemplary Christian life to all appearance. And uh, one day, an evangelist came to town and preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, and God moved upon his heart, and he was convicted that he wasn't right with God, and he came forward and accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And so the pastor went to him and said, well, Albert, I don't know what his name was, but I don't remember that, but I always thought you were a Christian. And he said, well, my mother was, <laughs> and she taught me how to live right, and I always followed that example, and I always did what was right. But when I heard the gospel today, something sprung in my heart, and I made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I've been born again. See, you can live everything apparently just right, but your heart must be changed. That's the difference. And that's very important that we understand that. So we need that miracle, the new birth, primarily. Can I have an amen today? Amen. And then he said, I pray that your whole spirit and soul and body. Now, the soul uh, is close to the spirit. I mean, sometimes it's hard to distinguish between what is the soul and what is the spirit. In fact, the scripture said that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword dividing asunder the soul and the spirit. The joints and the marrow, it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The soul is part of our inward being also. But the Greek word there translated soul is uh, suke, which is the root of our word psychological or psychology and so forth. It is our inward being concerning our thoughts and our mind and our emotions, our feelings. And this is a very important area too. But it's different than the spirit because we connect with God by our spirit. Amen? We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. This is our earth suit. See? And a lot of times people are, 
you know, conscious of their body or conscious of their intellectual or their emotions and so on. But we need to become more conscious of our spirit. I mean, there's a lot of uh, effort that goes into the development of the soul, right? Or the intellectual area or the emotional area in people's lives. And there's a lot of effort and emphasis that goes into the development of the body. People are physically uh, developed, you know, and so on. And that, it's a good thing, praise God. But the primary thing is the spirit. Can I have an amen? And so what a sad thing to develop your soul, develop your intellect, develop emotionally and so on, develop physically, but to totally neglect the spiritual side of life. Because it's only by the Spirit that we connect with God. But we have to do something about our soul and body too as Christians. In uh, Romans chapter 12, Verses 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Who's going to present your body? You. We. I'm preaching to myself today. So we're in this together, folks, okay? But he said, present your body a living sacrifice, what? Holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. In other words, normal Christianity is to present your body as a living sacrifice to God. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I saw this little plaque in the back of your church. I liked it really well. Live in such a way that those who know you, but don't know God, will come to know God because they know you. Amen. When we allow the work of the Holy Spirit in our life and we become conformed to that image of Jesus Christ, spirit, soul, and body, then it will bring a revelation of Christ to the world. You know, like, like they, uh, they came to Jesus' disciples and said, Sir, we would see Jesus. The world needs to see Jesus. They don't need more religion. They need to see Jesus. And as we're conformed, not to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind, that's by putting God's word in, into our mind and renewing our thoughts uh, intentionally. Then we will prove or demonstrate the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Can I have an amen? So he said, your whole spirit, soul, and body. How many know the body is important? Your body is holy. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is of God. And you are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your spirit and your body, which are God's. It is important. Amen? Sure got quiet in here. I'm preaching to myself. I'm sitting here with you. Okay, I'm receiving this. The body is important. Sometimes, you know, it's interesting. In the history of Christianity, there's always been controversy in different areas. And God wants us to come into a balance on things. But wherever the message of grace has been pre preached, there's been a false teaching that's come along that said the body's not important. You know, uh, it's just your spirit, so it's not, it's not important what happens with your body. There's a title of it, there, or a name for it, called Antinominalism. It's the idea, well, we're spiritually joined to God. Whatever we do with our body makes no difference. That's not true. Amen. We've got to come into a balance. Now, the other side is legalism. Legalism says, well, I'm saved by what I do in my body. No, <laughs> you're saved by what Jesus did. You're saved by what Jesus did. You're forgiven. You're the righteousness of God. God comes and lives in you. And then he wants to live through you as you yield yourself to him.
Can I have an amen? And so God is interested in what takes place in our body. And primarily, and most important, is sexual purity. And that's what he deals with. And the scripture I mentioned there in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, we're to keep ourselves pure. But also, you know, we should glorify God with a healthy, healthy body. We should take care of our bodies. Can I have an amen? Now, I was saved for many years and, you know, carrying around quite a bit of weight. And I was, I had the joy of the Lord. I was born again. I'm just as saved as I am right today. Amen. But I'm happier now. <laughs> you know, I'm able to do more. I can work more. I can enjoy life. There's a lot of improvements that come along with that. And I thank God for that. Four years ago, I was in a uh, Menards and getting some things for the house. Did you say something? Four and a half, almost four and a half. Thank you for the correction. And uh, I was checking out, and you know how in the the aisles as you're checking out, there's uh, candy bars, right? Because that's a good chance to sell you something as you're <laughs> you've already bought you know all their all their uh, building materials. But now let's sell you a candy bar. And I looked at that candy bar and I thought, well, I think I'll get one for Susan, you know, because she's she likes candy bars. And then I had this thought, really strong, it was like, I wish we could lose some weight. I would really like to lose some weight. And then the next thought was, well, I don't suppose it'll ever happen. Because there's different times that Susan's tried to lose weight, or I tried to lose weight, or sometimes we both try to lose weight, and something would happen, and we just never were able to accomplish that goal. But I had that thought, and I just didn't buy that candy bar. And I went home that day, sat down for lunch, and Susan looked at me and she says, I'm going to Tops, which meant I'm going to lose some weight, and I'm going to this group called Tops, which means take off pounds sensibly. And I said, okay. Inside I'm going, all right, (laughs) because I wanted to lose some weight. And I knew that if she was going to be determined about it, then this was my opportunity to uh, lose some weight. So uh, I'm going to let her tell the story about, you know, our, our weight loss and different things as far as our lifestyle and, and eating and things like that. And I want you to be, this to be any kind of bondage to you. I want you to just enjoy this and glean what you can. You know, your life's different than ours. You, you're probably not going to go down exactly the same route, but you might be able to glean something from this that will help you. In fact, it may help you in some other areas besides uh, losing weight or a healthy lifestyle, okay? But for me, it was simple, you know, and basically what happened is within one year, both of us lost uh, 75 pounds. And Susan went on and she lost a, a little more than that. And, she, and since that time, she has kept that off. And I haven't done quite as well. But uh, I, have, I gained a little bit the first two years, and in the last year, I've stayed the same. But, um, and we believe probably part of the reason is that she continues to go to tops, so she has to weigh in each week. (laughs) And so that's like, you know, because you can always put it off, right? Say, well, I'll lose it next week. But anyway, for me, uh, I see that there was two keys. Um, People come to me all the time, you know, they would see me and they say, well, what happened to you? You, you know, you've lost a lot of weight. And... uh, I would say, well, I ate less. (laughs) Amen? I ate less. Because people are always looking for the magic bullet. You know, let's do low carb, low fat. You know, let's do some, you know, it's just some trick (laughs) that will help us to lose weight. No, you eat less. Okay, that's the, that's the simple, you know, you want to get the simple method, eat less. (laughs) Uh, and the second thing that really made it simple for me is I followed Susan. <laughs> you know, like Jesus said, follow me as, uh, or Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. <laughs> she was following a regimen, and I just ate what she ate. So it made it very simple for me, you know. And so it's really nice when you're together. Togetherness is good. Accountability is good. I have not always in my life been a fan of accountability because sometimes I saw people that said they were accountable, but they weren't really accountable to God. But 
I have found out that accountability has its benefits in, in the local church and the family and tops and whatever. But those are the two keys for my weight loss. I ate less and followed Susan. So I'm going to invite her to come and just share with you and just, uh, just enjoy. Amen. Don't ever have an evangelist speak before you. Said, take all your preaching time. But you know, everything that Tom spoke about, accepting Jesus Christ is the most important thing that you'll ever do in your life and that you have to do because, because you're either going up or you're going down. And it's far better to go up than go down because it's forever and ever and ever and ever. So take care of your relationship with Jesus Christ and the other things will come about. But it's your choice. Everything we do is our choice. I can be nice to the pastor or I can be a thorn in his flesh. I can work with him or I can work against him. I can be nice to my husband or I can be just, just rare. I can add to his to-do list every hour on the hour. I can, it's me, 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 me. We can be nice to our children and encourage them. We have a choice. Are you getting it? We have a choice. And there's things that hold us back in life, but we have a choice. We always have a choice. I hear very often, I don't have a choice. Yes, you do. You have a choice in everything that you do. Things that come out of your mouth, you have a choice to speak them or not speak them. You have a choice to put stuff in your mouth or not put them in your mouth. You have a choice. And it's God's ability to help us with our mouths coming out or going in. Okay, amen? So, you know, um, I, I, I don't have that much time, and I don't know how much I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to say. But I'm going to try to say everything, and you have, it's your, your, your thing to file it away. Okay? Say, oh, okay, this is what you mentioned. This is where she goes. And, um, well, Tom doesn't say, but I lost 86 pounds. Okay? And, and I have kept my weight off, but not totally 86. I kind of, kind of bounce around, you know, three, four, two, one, you know, I go like that, um, for almost four and a half. No, it took me 13 months to lose 79 pounds. And then, you know, you'd go a little lower, but I'm jumping ahead of myself, but okay. So, um, I was I I go to um, the YMCA and I do aerobic swimming. And um, and I knew we were going to speak. And I'm driving, and I'm just saying, God, you know, I just want I I. I, I I want to give. I want. I, I want to impart. I. I want to help these. I want to. I want to say something right. I want to do right. God, what should I? You know, I'm getting all weird on God, and I'm getting all. You know, well, I'm getting, You know, what should I do? How can I help me? Oh yeah. And 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 he said, "I'm not a dud." Well, he wasn't saying he's a dud he was saying you're you're not a dud you're not a dud you're not a dud and i said whoa that's really good and i'm trying to drive to my ymca you know and 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 i said oh i need a pen you know so i'm going in my purse i'm still driving and i find a pen and I said, oh, I got to write this thing down. I am not a dud. I'm supposed to tell you, I am not a dud. So 
I look for a piece of paper. And what I find is the cone wrapper from McDonald's. And I'm speaking about healthy living. Okay? So the word of the Lord for you that God gave me for you is that I'm not a dud. And I want you all to say that. I'm not a dud. I'm not a dud. That is so important because the devil beats us up all the time, constantly. And you have to remember that you are not a dud. And, and pastor, if it would be all right with you, I would like you to put this up on your bulletin board. And if you would like to borrow this for a week, stick it in your purse or your Bible or your underwear. Oh, no, not your underwear. <laughs> and then after you've got it in your heart, bring it back and put it on the bulletin board. Would that be all right? Remember. You're not a dud. You know, um, okay, about this devil guy. Okay, and I'm going to stick to eating, okay, because, you know, I want to share about, um, you know, my weight loss. I want to give you my testimony. But, you know, the the devil, you know, you you go home from church and and Martha, she didn't say hello to you. And and Sally, she just kind of looked up and down and said, I hope you listened, you know. And, and, uh, you know, and you get home and you just feel so, oh. And the devil says, you know, that, that blueberry pie that's in the fridge, you should have yourself a piece, you know, it'll make you feel better. Be really, then you're going, oh, yeah, but you know, you know, have yourself a piece of pie, you know. And you go, yeah, I feel really bad. She was really kind of mean to me. And put some ice cream on it. Oh, yeah, that will make me feel better. And you sit there, oh, this tastes so good. Yeah. And as soon as you're done, the devil says, you pig! You know, why did you eat that? You cannot make the devil happy. Your job is to make the Lord happy. I'm not a dud. I'm not a dud. I'm a child of God. Okay, I blew it. Well, that's gone. That's past. I'm a new creature in Christ. This is a new day. Old things are passed away. That blueberry pie is passed away. I'm starting now. I'm starting today. Not tomorrow. Today. Today. Now. When I, when I chose to go to Tops, how many of you are familiar with Tops? Okay. Take off pounds sensibly. Okay. And I think it would be excellent if your church would start a Tops. Do you have one in town? Mankato has about four or five. They're real easy to do. You need about five members to start. I brought a magazine. I bought a magazine that um, has information. That's not the only thing. Tops is just you go and you get weighed and you sit and you play games, you get a quarter, you go home, and it's all up to you. And it costs about $5 a month, which is really cheap. That's one reason why I go. Um, Okay, uh, the tops. Tom, I told Tom I was going to to tops. But the thing of it is, is that I chose, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to change. When we get born again, we repent and we turn. And we start walking in a different direction. And this is what I did. I said, I am going to go to Tops. And the reason why you go to Tops is so you get weighed. You go home and you eat. And you come back in a week and you're supposed to weigh less. That's the whole point. 
So if I am going to go to tops, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to start losing weight, what should happen? I'm, I'm going to weigh less, right? So that was the plan in my mind. The next time I get on that scale, I'm going to weigh less. So what you have to do is what Tom said is that you have to start eating less. You have to start. If you want, if you, if, if you don't have any money to fall back on if your car gets sick, you know, what do you call that? Breaks down? Okay, you need something in savings. Well, the only way you can start having money is to put money away. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, so we have to start. So, what? Start. Everybody says start. Start. You have to start. Start today. Don't start tomorrow. Say, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, start today. Amen? Okay, so you have to eat less food, but you have to eat good food. You could don't eat, okay, I'm going I'm to start eating half a bag of potato chips. No! It's not, you have to eat good food. Good food. You know the book, um, um, The Little Engine That Could? Okay, there's a line in it where it says, uh, good food for good little boys on the other side of the mountain. Well, you have to eat good food because this is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is so important. Your body is so important. If you want to live a long life, you have to take care of this temple. You have to eat good food. Now, some of this stuff might irritate you. Uh, It might make you mad, but it will make you glad. But white flour, white sugar, sorry, Glendon. (laughs) It's not good for you. It doesn't do anything for your body. I would encourage you to go to Whole Foods. Whole wheat. Um, I I use honey. Um, I use uh, what they call date finds. It's chopped up dates, and they're dried, and it tastes like sugar. Well, it is sugar. And um, when I when I lost my weight, I didn't have sugar, and I didn't use refined food, nor did I use fat free or sugar free. Because when you do sugar-free, it's still telling your brain, I want something sweet. Diet pop? Yeah! No! Drink water! And I have a hard time drinking water, I will confess. But now I put a little lime juice in it, and I go, oh, and I can drink it. So, you know, you have to take your path. But... You know, I didn't do it on sugar-free or fat-free. You have to eat good food, whole foods, but you got to eat less. Tom and I have always been healthy eaters, but it's, you know, bring it on, you know. You just, the quantity was too much. And what I did is I went on Amazon.com. And I got a scale. And you push this button. And it says zero, zero, zero. And then you put your meat on here. And these cost about $25. And and with Amazon, uh, you have to have $35. Well, two of you get together. And then they're having a prime time day or something. And yeah, yeah. Well, you know, order 50 scales. I don't know. But anyway, so I weigh my meat all the time. I still do it. I 
as religion. I weigh my food because they say, oh, have a piece of meat the big as your fist. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. Everybody make a fist. Look at that. That's huge. I would not allow him to eat that. I eat 1.5 ounces of meat. Now, when I was losing weight, I had two ounces of meat. We are so used to having quarter pounders and all this food. We don't need it. I know, you're just devastated. You think that's so small, but you know what? Is that you just, you just don't have a piece of meat. Oh man, you guys are just like, But this is what I did. And if you go on the internet, you can figure out what, what, um, uh, how many calories and what weight you should be and your IBM or BMI or whatever. I don't know what that stuff is. But anyway, so with my two ounces of meat and Tom gets three ounces of meat and I weigh his. Yeah, three ounces. And the thing of it is, is that you just don't eat meat. You eat other things is on that plate. And remember, they're whole foods. So your body has more to work with. It's very satisfying. And this, my, my, um, what I follow kind of would be more in the 1500 calorie range, because if you want to lose weight, what do you have to do? You have to eat less. So if you're consuming 4,000 calories and you want to eat less, you have to eat less than 4,000 calories. You should eat less than 3,000. You should eat less than 2,000. You have to eat less. And okay, Think about it. If you set a goal for yourself of one pound a week, how much would you lose in a year? Wow. That is pretty neat. 52 pounds. People didn't know it. Now, this is the other side of it. And I'm going to be real honest in in your face today. People didn't notice I lost any weight until I had lost at least 50 pounds. No one would say anything. And do you know people that I haven't seen in a while, they won't, they, they, they will say, oh my gosh, what did you do? And some people totally ignore it. Like, and you want to go, hello, your glasses need to be clean. You know, <laughs> I'm just kind of joking. You know me. <gasps> But anyway, portion size has to go down. That's how I did it, okay? So I have 1.5 ounces of meat, and then I have whole wheat bread, and I have one slice. If I have a sandwich, I used to have two pieces of bread. As soon as I started losing weight that day, I had a half a sandwich not a whole sandwich. No mayo, no butter. Because what's what? What's the purpose? Of it? Why? What? What am I trying to do? I am trying to lose weight because I can't get on the floor and play with my grandkids. When I go upstairs, my knees hurt. I get tired. I want to go into any store and go and find something pretty to wear. Clothes are very important to me, and that was uh, one of my motivations. Maybe you want to run a marathon. That is not my desire. I do not want to run a marathon. But I want to I go in and buy some nice clothes. Somebody today said, oh, you look so pretty in your blue. That's a really nice color. And I said, well, I never wear blue. I never wear blue. 
my clothes. I like, I like to. Oh, and Chris said, oh, you look so nice today. Went, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I like, I like, it. I, we live on a farm. I have my farming clothes and I have my high clothes. But, but you have to eat less. So I don't have, can I go a little over, please, Pastor? Okay, I will have a ha- I will have a piece of whole wheat bread or a medium potato. You show me with your hands what a medium potato is. Nuh-uh. That is not She went like this. This is not No. No. Uh, yours is a little small. You could have a little bigger one. Little big Helen, little smaller. And this is, Helen is a visitor, but maybe not a visitor with you. But we would go out to lunch sometimes until she just kind of dropped me. (laughs) And when I go out, I know I'm going out, so I have to plan for it. And my favorite things is hamburgers and fries. I like that. And if we go somewhere and they made these Big cinnamon buns. And what did we do, Helen? We split them. You can have a life. I I wasn't so religious, but I would not go out and eat with Helen for a long time. And I would not go before Tuesday, because Tuesday I have to weigh in. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, you don't take me out to lunch on a Monday. But when Tom and I go, I have I like ice cream, custard, Culver's cut, and and we'll get and we'll get two spoons and we'll share. I don't want to share, but what is the whole thing that I'm trying to do? I'm trying to cut down. I want to stay this way. I I want to do this. So I weigh all my meat. I still do it. I still do it because if I don't do it, then I'm kind of guessing and then I'm going to eat more and then I'm going to be heavy and they're going to say, we're glad you're here instead of clap. They clap when you stay the same or you lose weight. And if you gain at my club, they say, we're so glad you're here. I don't want to ever hear it. (laughs) I have not heard it. And it is not my plan to ever hear it. We're so glad you're here. These are your friends. Measuring cups. Um, This is all I could find because a lot of the smaller ones are in my flower bins. But um, I... I, uh, I don't measure my starches so much right now because I kind of know visually what they look like instead of making a fist. You know what I'm saying? So Tom and I would have two-thirds cup of brown rice. Everybody say brown. Brown is good. Two-thirds, but we don't eat that anymore. We eat like a half a cup now because two-thirds is a lot. So... um and then your potato and pasta is the same way. We didn't eat a lot of pasta our first year. And um, what else do we measure? You don't measure anything. I prepare his plate. Oh, polenta. That is uh, cor- uh, corn. We didn't eat much polenta. Oatmeal. Measure, measure things out. Tablespoons, half a teaspoon. Measure, measure, because your desire, my desire was to lose weight. So I, I was earnest with my desire to see this come to fruition. So weigh everything, and 
read labels. I don't buy a whole lot of things at the store uh, that is pre-made or pre-packaged. I don't buy canned goods because I can my own stuff. Um, but not everybody has that ability to have a big garden and raise their own meat. So read your labels. See what the sodium content is. What is the sugar content? Be active. You know, because the corporations aren't for you. They are for themselves, and they want something to make you, it tastes so good, your brain just goes, ah, I got to have it. That's all they're interested. They're not interested in your health. The only reason they're taking out artificial flavorings and these chemicals is because they know people are bucking at it, and they don't want to buy it, and they want to keep making money. So they're starting to take some of this stuff out. But it's not for you. It's for them because they want to keep making money. So read your labels. Go early in the morning, not when everybody else is there running around with their kids. There's their children in here. (laughs) I go to Walmart. I shop at Walmart because they give me the best deals. And I go, and I want to know what things are. Read your labels. and, And if I could just impart with you, don't buy so much canned goods, canned stuff. Buy frozen if you have to, but the best thing to do is to buy fresh. Go down the vegetable aisle and the fruit aisle. Fill your thing up with this, and you say, well, I don't know what that is. Well, if you stand there long enough, you'll see somebody take it, and you say, excuse me, could you tell me what that is? And they'll say, blah, blah. And and you say, well, how do you cook it? Some young man picked up cilantro. How many of you know what cilantro is? You know you can make a salad with just cilantro, little onions, okay? Well, I didn't know what cilantro was, and he picked it up. And I said, what is that? And he goes, and he was just so happy that I asked him what this was. And he says, it's cilantro. And I said, cilantro. I didn't know. I couldn't say it right, I don't think. And he's, and I said, well, how do you use it? And he goes, oh, you chop it up, and you put it on some eggs, you put it on a salad, and he was just, blah, 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 blah. So the next time I bought some cilantro, well, now I plant cilantro. I use cilantro all the time. I freeze it. I love it. And if there's a foreign vegetable, right now we're growing parsnips. Someone said parsnips are good. They don't sound very good, but anyway, we're growing them. We're going to try parsnips this year. So go down the vegetable aisle and put a lot of that stuff in your cart and stay away from the iceberg lettuce, Helen. I'm just, she's sitting in back so I can pick on her. And she was my good friend. But, you know, iceberg lettuce is mostly water, okay? So try a a romaine, and you know what is really good? Kale. Kale. But I notice in the stores, they kind of, these huge leaves that are really old. You know, I don't know. Try to get them a little smaller. Actually, I use mine. They're like this or smaller. Kale is excellent for you. Chop it up steam it. There's more vegetables out there than you realize. So try to stay away from the canned and go with the fresh. If you have somebody with a garden, say, oh, do you have any zucchini that you don't want? Oh, yeah. You know, you just steam that, saute that in a little bit of olive oil and put a little salt, pepper, and garlic on it. Yum! It's so good. You can put it in with your tomatoes. If it's small enough, you can put it in your salads. I could go on and on, throw a little handful of sunflower seeds in there. Okay. Vegetables. Be creative. How many of you don't like to cook? 
oh, that's about to change. (laughs) That's about to change. We're all going to lay hands on them. (laughs) Well, I'm going to impart something to you. I love to cook. I love to wash clothes. I don't like to clean house. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) But my encouragement to people that don't cook or if you're just kind go online. Do you do Pinterest? Oh, well. Okay, get a cookbook. Get a, a simple Betty Crocker's cookbook that is just real simple and 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 start uh go to the thrift store buy some pans you know okay chain yourself to the stove <laughs> and start cooking you know there is an element of of satisfaction from taking something out of the refrigerator or the garden and it's in its raw state and you chop it up and it's colorful and and then you put it in a pan and then you kind of marry them and you just cook them lightly and then you put them on a plate and you go, mm, you're so pretty. You're going to be so good for me inside. And you can eat a lot of that. A lot. You can eat a lot of vegetables. Tom and I have vegetables in the morning. We have um, beet greens. We have kale, eggplant. He keeps begging for eggplant, but mine are in the blooming stage. We have vegetables for lunch. We have two servings of something. And then at at supper time, we eat more of that. But the thing of it is, welcome to our wellness class. Is I wanted to lose weight. Therefore, I chose to eat a lot more vegetables, eat brown rice, eat whole wheat flour. I wanted to bring my bread, but I figured I can't bring everything. You should taste my bread. It's pretty darn tootin' good. <laughs> Do you know I'm, I use a bread maker, but I cook it in the oven? Yeah. Real food, whole foods. And you know what it was key for me is I wrote down everything I stuck in my mouth for 13 months, a little longer. I don't do it, I don't do it anymore. Um, but write everything down so you can tell how much you're sticking in your mouth. It's so important. Water is really important, like I said before. And you have to exercise. <gasps> now, I live on a, a, a little... Um, farm site, and I get a lot of exercise, but I needed more, something to get my heart going. And there's an old um, mall, which is well-kept, and if you go around it two times, it's a mile. Well, 86 pounds, I didn't go a mile. I went half a mile, because that's all I could do. And then I don't know what it was when I could, I became a mile, and I did that every day, plus everything else I do. And now I just started the water aerobics, which I just love. But when I got a bathing suit and I went to the Y, because I hadn't had a bathing suit in years, and I went, I was like, oh, my gosh. Tom said, there's a lot of your flesh showing. (laughs) He wasn't used to it either. And now I just go, you know, it doesn't bother me a bit. But, you know, that's the change. Isn't that a marvelous change? To get a bathing suit. 
lawsuit. And to tell you the truth, I didn't buy it. My daughter did and sent it in the mail. And I went. And you put it on. So if that's your goal, and if I could give you another little key, are you still with me? Okay, I, I lost weight. Every week I lost weight. Sometimes I'd lose two pounds. Sometimes I'd lose three. I don't think I ever lost more than five pounds at a time. I don't think, I don't know. But I, I lost weight. And, and I was wearing a good, healthy 1X. My husband says, what's that? Big! 1X and it was getting tight. Okay? And so I went to the thrift store and I got a, a size 16. And I got a pair. I brought them home. I ran upstairs and I stuck one leg in. I stuck the other leg in and went. They weren't going up. But I said, I looked in the mirror and I said, you just wait. And then one day those suckers got up. And I just kept losing weight. It was just steady. It wasn't like, oh, you know, you see on TV, oh, I lost 18 pounds in the first month. Oh, shut up. I want to see some of these people in two years. What do they look like, you know? I didn't starve myself. And then I'd say, well, it's the time to go and buy a size 14. You know, and I go and I do the same thing. Mm. Oh. And I say, you just wait. And now I can fit into some sixes, and I, this is, I usually wear an eight. But I... See the drastic difference is like, yes, you can with God's help. And we pray every, we prayed every day. We don't do that so much. Maybe we should go back to that. <laughs> God, help us with our appetite. Help us control ourselves. It's so important to give God the glory. And in my, in my, in my tops group, I give the glory to God. It's only through him that has helped me. Weigh in every week. I, I just want to, I want to do a couple of these scriptures. A weigh in every week is so crucial to your weight loss. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a, old things are passed away. Your breakfast is passed away. Go like this. You probably had a Danish, right? (laughs) We had egg, yogurt, and bread, and coffee. But listen to this. I, I thought this was so good. It says, Look, all things have become new. Look. Look. Look at your future. Look and see how bright it is when you take care of the temple of the Holy Ghost. Look. Look at your future. What do you see in your future I see good things for Susan Shanklin. I only want to see good things. So, you know me. Everybody go like this. What do you see? What do you see? What is your future? Oh, that's grand. Oh, I'm already thinking about lunch. And you know what? If you have a lot of junk at home, throw it out or give it to the, the food shelf because you have to get rid of it. And about clothes, oh, those clothes, I would get rid of the 18s. I would get rid of the 14s. I'd get rid of the 12s. I'd get rid of the 10s. They'd say, oh, Susan, show us some of your old clothes. No, because I'm never going to use them again. I don't need them. 
Give them to somebody else. Get rid of your old clothes. Get rid of your rotten food. Ooh, ouch. Oh, this is in uh, Ephesians, and I know you know these all by heart. Um, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. God chose you. He chose you. Why not give him the best? If he chose you, then you're his daughter. We pray you have been blessed and encouraged by this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom Shanklin Ministries is reaching the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We invite you to become part of this worldwide evangelistic outreach through your prayers and financial support. To request our free monthly newsletter, you can reach Tom Shanklin Ministries at 507-407-HELP. That's 507-407-4357. Visit Tom Shanklin Ministries online at TomShanklin.org or send cards and letters to Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota, 56002.